It's funny because uh, my, you know, my last name is Ha, and it's spelled S-E-O, and um, you know, all my life I've gone by C-O, but it's you know, there's no there's no C-O. Well, maybe some you know, there is not you know, and I just did it for expediency, but um, just anyway, I, I decided I was gonna go and, and um, pronounce it the right way. And uh, it's funny because my wife, you know, she still goes by Sio. And I'm like, what is Sio? Like, is, are you married to someone else? Um, but that's fine. No, it's Ha. Uh, and I, I like to go by Yushik. Um, uh, so please call me Yushik. I'm not even pastor or anything. I just, you know, we're all in the same, we're all in the same boat. You know, we're all running after Jesus. And uh, titles are good because titles titles are, are, are helpful to honor each other, but um, but ultimately we're all just running after Jesus. Um, even before I introduce myself, the way you do this um, tonight, do you only do this in the beginning of the year? Or do you do this throughout the year? Just in the beginning of the year? You need to do this all the time because there's a there's a prophetic spirit. There's there's the spirit of prophecy is flowing, and the testimony of Jesus, and it's in worship, it's in prayer, and so I, I it's wonderful. You I mean it's awesome. We don't even do this in the beginning of the year, um, but as I was in this room, like it's it's easy for any anyone to come up and talk now because there's a spirit of prophecy. You know, and and we've been engaging with the Lord. So I, I just encourage you, like even Sunday mornings, maybe I'm not telling you to do, but you know, monthly or quarterly or something, because who do we have to impress? I mean, we don't have to impress anybody. We need to we need to engage with the heart of God, and when we do that. Different things will be released in flow. So that's just my humble, you know, suggestion. Whether you take that or not, um, but it's just beautiful. I mean, it's don't you feel it? I mean, your your heart is tenderized, you know? and and the word of the Lord can run swiftly in your heart. Now, even more so, you know. But we do that through worship and prayer and intercession. You agree with one another in the place of prayer. So. Anyway, just a little bit about myself. Again, my name is Yushik. I am, uh, uh, we still have this thing called Novahop that, uh, that I'm leading, but I, st- I have a lot of help. I'm bivocational. I like to say that I have a day job, and I do have a day job um, that allows me to, uh, to also serve out of the overflow uh, of my life uh, at my church and in, in the ministry that I have. Um, but I just want to honor you, Pastor Q, and, and Pastor Mimi, and, you know, this church, uh, I used to, uh, before I launched out to do my own ministry, I used to be an elder and a leader at a church uh, in Virginia called Open Door Presbyterian Church, fairly large. Uh, I grew up there, my, my dad is, was an elder there, and, um, but as soon as I got filled with this refilled with the spirit um, I just heard about this church you know this church where they 
love God. And they just, they're going after the things of God. And um, so I just want to honor you for all these years of having pursued the Lord in this way. And it's now like, it's just past 10 years, right, of becoming Hope Church. And uh, it's funny because, like, <clears throat> you know, ODPC used to be called KOPC. You remember, raise your hand. And we used, to, we used to have this major rivalry with FKPC and softball. We used to play softball. And, you know, I remember um, uh, Alex, you know, uh, and I thought he was the meanest dude. He looked mean, and he would pitch, and he would do this weird thing. And, you know, anyway, we've come a long way you know, since, since all of that. And um, to, to find that there was, uh, a, because, you know, at my church, and, and, you know, that's one of the reasons why I transitioned was, you know, they, we weren't so, uh, we didn't want to cultivate all the things of the spirit that I felt like we needed to do. And the fact that there were churches who were Presbyterian in background and in governance that were doing that was amazing to me. And so I just, I want to honor you. I'm honored to, to be here, to be, um, to be speaking. Uh, I look here at, at all of you, and um, you know, you are the engine and the, the muscle of the church. You know, we love our, I mean, there are some singles here in this room, so I don't want to, you know, say anything bad about the singles, but... You know, the families, you are, you are the muscle and the bone of the church. And I know life is hard, and it's crazy. I, I have three young kids, and it's crazy. And, like, I'm like, God, I wish I had more time to, like, <laughs> before my kid gets up, like, I'd like to have a few moments to talk to you, you know. Um, but you, you are. And, and the singles are looking up to you. You're the model. They look at you all, no matter how hard it is. And so I'm, I'm honored to be speaking to all of, all of you. And feel free to let the, you know, the kid, I, I'm used to it because my kids are, you know, my kids just go nuts all the time anyway. But I just, I, I just want to say that on the front end because, um, you know, you, you in, in my mind, you are all... Um, really kind of the most important part of the church. Again, not, nothing against the singles, but, but families, you guys, you know how to stay. You know what hard times are, and you're able to weather through them because sometimes you live through hard times every day, you know? It's not like, you know, it's every day is a challenge. And so getting through them every day Every week, every month, you're building such an endurance. And it's, it's, it's muscle on the bones of the church. I have three words uh, for all of us here. Uh, three words that I, I believe the Lord is speaking to, to you and myself. And uh, I just wanted to get through that. And then... However you want to lead the response, Pastor Q. I mean, I mean I'm mean, going to turn it back over to you if you want me to do something. I, I, I may or I may just get ministry from you. you know? The first word that I want to speak over all of you and all of us is fast. Fast. 
And uh, I think it may have double meanings, but uh, and it could be the pace, because I've heard some of the other words that have been spoken. It could mean that the pace is going to accelerate. And, and I think that's true. The pace will accelerate. But um, for those of us in Christ Jesus, we have ancient ways and paths that are the key, the keys and the pathways even to God's acceleration. And so I want to focus a little bit on talking about the grace of fasting. Um, our church, every year, in the beginning of the year, we do a 40-day fast. Mind you, not everybody does it, but as a church, we position ourselves in the place of fasting. You know, Matthew 9.15 says, <clears throat> this is a whole discussion of, you know, why are your disciples not fasting, etc. And uh, Jesus says uh, to these kind of uh, people, you know, when the bridegroom is taken away, then you will fast. Then you will fast. Right now, they're not fasting because the bridegroom is with them. But there will come a day when the bridegroom is taken away. And then they will fast. You know, we are in that season. We are in that season. And any acceleration that we're talking about, even the harvest, it all presages the ultimate consummation of the ages, which is what? Jesus coming for His bride. The bridegroom coming for the bride. And you... All of us, men and women, we are the bride of Christ. And we're waiting for that day when He comes and He returns. So fasting has uh, multiple purposes, but I, want, I wanted to, to speak into that, kind of that bride, bridal anointing that we have in fasting, but I think also uh, for, breakthrough, um, for breakthrough and acceleration. So I've spoken a little bit about the, the bridal part. And that's a little bit more of a longer-term view in terms of, of fasting, you know, because you and I, none of us know the day or the hour when Jesus is going to return. You know, I wish we did, you know, because then I'd go, I have 20 more 40-day fasts in a year before you return, and I can just, you know, or whatever, you know. But we don't have that. It's a little bit more enduring. But ultimately, that is the purpose of all fasting. Ultimately, it's to tenderize our hearts for the bridegroom, for Jesus, for our bridal relationship with Jesus, for our intimacy with Jesus. Now, we also do fast for breakthrough and for direction and for revelation. You know, there are those times, those desperate times, even in the scripture, the people of Israel, you know, a foreign army is on their doorstep, and what do they do? Sackcloth, ashes, fasting. There, there is always a breakthrough element. And I believe that that's already been spoken here, you know, in terms of the open doors, in terms of harvest that's coming. And so for multiple reasons, I want to commend you, and I want to urge you into the grace of fasting. You don't have to do 40 days, you don't have to do 21, you don't have to do 10. But I just encourage you in this season, in this season, that you would fast. You would fast. You would fast. Fasting can take many different forms. I'll, I'm going to defer to your, your, uh, your staff and your elders and those who know you very well. 
There's different ways of fasting, but ultimately, fasting is a heart posture. It's, it's a heart posture before the Lord. Um, but I, I, I do have to say that without the actual abstaining from something, it isn't a fast. You need to abstain from something uh, to do that. Um, I remember, because um, when I was thinking about fast, um, I just heard the words next level, you know, and, and um, I'll probably go into this many different times. I, I still remember um, there were these gatherings, um, I think this was, was in 2007, um, uh, Alvin Chun had some gatherings called uh, School of the Supernatural, Cheon was speaking, and I was involved in that, very excited, but you know, I remember, Pesky, you came, and there's some others that came, and, and I heard that there was something else really awesome happening at the same time. And a, a man named Dr. Elijah Kim had come, and um, and so uh, y'all had, had, the Lord just blitzed you, and the Lord touched you, many of you, to be changed forever. Many of you are in your current path because of those times. And I still remember the, the Marveling Place and hearing about this gathering called the Marveling Place. If you've never heard about it, ask somebody about the Marveling Place. Um, but I just hear the Lord say, next level, you know, that the Lord wants you all to get to the next level. There was a deposit in that time, uh, 2007, but the Lord is inviting us, inviting you to the next level of, of that promise, you know, because I think you all were marked forever as a church from those times. But I believe there's always a next level. There's always the next level, and the Lord's calling you into that. Now, that's why fasting is so important. In Moses' ministry, in the ministry of Jesus our Lord, Paul the Apostle, before they went in from here to the next, there was always a period of fasting. Always a period of fasting. And so, even as a, as a church, again, it may not be every single one of you. You know, there's different seasons, different needs of the day that you may have. But I want to encourage you into the grace of fasting. I believe fasting is on the menu for Hope Church. I believe it will increase your delight in the Lord. I believe it will cause you to be a church that endures in hope and joy even more than you do now. Because I, I look at all, I'm like, this is, you're a model church. You're a church that others should look to you and go, I want to be like these people. And yet, there is more. You know, there's more. And I know, I, you know, the, the prayers that were prayed, I know you're not satisfied. I know you are not satisfied with where it is at right now. And that's why I, I urge you into the grace of fasting. It may not be easy. I tell you, you know, when I'm, when I'm fasting, I'm always colder. In the office, there's always free food when I'm fasting. Always, 100%. Like, always, there's free food. Um, but, but it will be worth it. It will be worth it because you will find yourself having crossed over into the next place. And I believe sometimes the Lord will not let you get through until you go through His way, which is through, through the grace of the fast.
okay? Don't do it religiously. You know, none of us are trying to shake down God, you know, hunger strike, and you know, hey, you better do what I'm telling you. know, God doesn't get shaken down because he's already given us everything. It, but it's just for us to come into the fullness of that. You know, you can't make him give you more. He's given you everything already. But it's for our hearts to experience more. To get into the fullness of the manifestation of his grace. You know, the fullness of what he has for us. That's what we need. That's what fasting does for us. So I just encourage you into that. Again, many different ways. You can fast things like media. Some of you, even younger ones, you're still growing. Don't fast food. <laughs> fast your smartphones. <laughs> right? I mean, that's like a huge addiction, right? Yeah, something like that. Something that means something. Fast it. Do it for a long time. At least 10 days, you know. And those of you that can fast food, there's many different ways to do it. You can do a Daniel fast. You can fast certain meals. You can do what I call the Ramadan fast. It's just it's you. <laughs> you know, we you only fast. You fast during daylight hours, and when the when the sun's down, you can eat just like the Muslims do in, in Ramadan. Anyway, just I just want to submit that to you uh, because if you are in uh, a season of breaking through, you will fast. How many of you are fasting already? Maybe I'm like talk, preaching to the choir. How many of you are fasting already? I love all people for that. And just pray to that real quick. And, and we're going to have time to respond. But just, I'm going to pray and you respond. And I'm going to try to go fast because I know our young ones are, uh, we're, uh, they're, they're waiting on us. But Lord, we just, um, Holy Spirit, would you speak to us even now? about fasting and um, Holy Spirit speak to us because what is coming next is going to require it's going to be such a different place that we cannot just go been there done that and I know how to navigate this place and so give us the grace of fasting Give us the grace of fasting among couples, even in families, and especially in this precious group of the families here. Give us the grace of fasting. I ask it in Jesus' name. The second word I have for you tonight is awe. Awe, A-W-E. In the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, Solomon, um, who everyone thinks is Solomon, is the writer of Ecclesiastes, has this kind of, describes kind of what life is like. What life is like, and he kind of describes it all. There's vanity everywhere. Everything is meaningless. Everything is meaningless. And he says the conclusion of the matter is to fear God, this is uh, Ecclesiastes 12, verse 14. And it's reinforced in different parts of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 5, 7 as well. But the conclusion is, you know, pleasure is meaningless. 
Folly is meaningless. Toil is meaningless. Gain is meaningless. Reputation is meaningless. Popularity is meaningless. Even life itself is meaningless. It's, it's vanity. And the conclusion of the matter that Solomon says to the reader is, fear God and obey His commands. Said in another way, stand in awe of God. Stand in awe of God. And I really felt that this is a word for, and when I say this now, for you, it's for me too, because I, I live in the same zip code of life. You know, I've got three young kids. I know that this stage of life is going to be the busiest, most harrowed parts of our life that we will ever know. You know? Most of us will either, men will either lose our hair or our hair will go white. Okay? Those of you that have a strong hair game, much respect. Okay, mine, mine, is, mine is like, pretty much, that's why I keep it short because it's like, it's almost gone. You know, bro, you got a strong hair game. <coughs> but you know, it, it's because we're, this is a time of building, right? We're trying to build, right? We're trying to build. You know, our kids, we're raising up the next generation. You know, the, the, the moment I had my first child, I knew life is over for me. My life is over. It's now about this generation. You know, I, I immediately I knew it. It's about them. It's not about me. You know, I haven't bought any new clothes in many, 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 many years. Not that I'm, you know, yeah, not that clothes would help me very much. But, you know, work. This is the time, you know, the art, you know, if you're 30 to 50, you know, this is, this is a time where you are going to make the most progress in your career, in your workplace, okay, right? Those of you in ministry, these are, you know, we, we call this the prime of life, you know, these years, it's the prime of life. Your marriage, this is the time to build your marriage as well. And the thing is, it's like, it's all of it at once, you know? Like, I'm the type of person where I just, Lord, can I just do one of these? I'd like to do one of these well, and then I'd like to move on to the next. But no, he's like, I'm sorry, you got to do all of it. <laughs> you don't have a choice. It's all of it. You have to do it all. And so because of that, you know, trust me, you know, like, to me, the mornings are like the war I have to win. Because if I don't get up before my two-year-old gets up, it's over. Like, there's no quiet time. I can't do that quiet time. I can't do anything. Because once she's up, it's done. It's done. So I have, I have, I've had to be, and it's, I'm still learning to be disciplined about getting up earlier than everyone in the house. For me personally, the mornings, that's when I, that's the best time for me. Some of you, it's different. It's the evenings, you know, whatever. Just, but but you, you can feel kind of pressed, beleaguered, you know, pressure, you know. How many of you have lost your temper at your kids? Because just, you know, you're, you're trying to think of, you know, 18 different things at once. And then, you know, your two older kids, my two older kids are like asking me 10 different questions. And I'm just like, just give me a second, you know? Because I just, I need to like, let me process 
myself before I attend to your needs. But remember what I said before. You are, you're the backbone of the church. You're the muscles. You're the bone and the muscles of the church. You know? Singles are looking to you. You know, you guys, you guys are the engine of the church. That's how I feel about this church, even about our church. So in the midst of all of the, the busy and the crazy and, you know, if some of you are still doing diapers and, that, and then it moves to homework and then it moves to, God help me, because my kids are getting to that, you know, drama, you know. <laughs> I just, I, I'm glad you are here. <laughs> but you know, there's, there's drama. You know, there's, there's issues that come up, you know. Things that, that, um, that will just, that will be tricky. That will be hard. <laughs> um, in all of that, I believe the Lord is in, not only inviting you, He's calling you, stand in awe of me. Stand in awe of me. It's crazy. It's busy. You have many things to do. Maybe some of you are just rocking out in your devotional life. I need you to come give me an impartation because that's probably one of the most difficult areas for me personally is to maintain just a, 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 just a devotional life that is rich. Um, but the Lord is calling all of us to stand in awe of God. To stand in awe of God. Sometimes that is going to mean you have to somehow rise above all, the, all of the noise and all of the urgent, you know, we live, you know, as in, we're in the place of life we're in, the tyranny of the urgent is always on us. The urgent tyrannizes us because we have to move from one urgent thing to the next, to the next, to the next, and then it's 9.30 and we finally go... Uh, and then you pass out because you know, you're exhausted. You know? and then you're like, God, thank you for having gotten me up to get into work on time in the morning. But in the midst of all that, I still, I believe the Lord is telling you and me, stand in awe of me. Stand in awe of me. Because everything is meaningless. Even yet, even all of this, it's, at a level, it is vanity. Stand in awe of me. Revere me. Fear me. Now, there's a couple practical things to that. And this is, I think, something that, you know, I think is very apropos for, for us here as well as anyone in our place of life. I would submit to you that one way that you can actually practice this is to maintain a commitment to corporate prayer. You know, your Wednesday prayer meetings. Um, again, I know how hard it is. You know, even, I mean, I, I bring my two kids, my older two, but my two-year-old, it's, it's hard. You know, so she stays home, and my wife stays home. But I do what I can. You know, they, you know, 
you know, they're like, you know, they worship for 30 minutes and they're like, Daddy, when can I leave? And I'm like, do 30 minutes and then see if you're going to stay longer, you know, but, you know, but, you know, they're 10 and 8, so I, I get it, you know. But, you know, like, these guys are here and your young ones are praying. You're already there, you know. But I, I want to submit to you to commit to that time, even as families. Even if it's one of you, one, you know, husband comes one time, spouse comes another. Maybe your kids are old enough that you can do this together as a family. Um, because, you know, in standing in awe of God, we have to be intentional, right? We can't just go, I'm going to be in awe of God. I'm going to live in this ether of this awe of God. And it will last a time like this, because you know, the, this, the presence of the Lord is here. But when you leave this place without something intentional, it, you, you're not going to reclaim that. So I, I would say commitment to the place of prayer, because you, it, it, it's going to require, as you're being intentional, it's going to require sacrifice. It's going to mean some suffering. And it's going to require a lot of perseverance and patience. Light which you're practicing tonight. You know, because you're here, and you know what I'm saying? In some sense, this is the last place you want your little kids to be because they're, you know, they're like, you know what I'm saying, right? You know? And so, like, it's, you know, you're like, they're getting on my last nerve, and I'm trying to worship the Lord, but, you know, they're just, you know, hey, can I go to the bathroom? Okay, can I get a cookie? Can I get too embarrassed? Hey, you know, all of this. But it's worth it. It's worth it, because He is calling you to stand in awe of Him. And it, it cannot just be this kind of heart thing that is just thought about every once in a while. It has to translate to... What does this mean for my life? What will change in my life? And what better place than in the corporate place of prayer for Hope Church, the house of prayer for everyone, right? That, that this room is full on a Wednesday night to come before the Lord. I'm, I leave Novaha. Brian's been there. I have a hard time getting my own people to come to the corporate time of prayer. Okay? I know how hard it is. But again, if you're meant to break through, if you're going to go to the next level, I think this will be a mark. Stand in awe of God. Now, the second thing I'd just say, just to sneak it in, is, is awe of God in the area of reading God's Word. Maybe this year is a year where you will commit to reading God's Word. Maybe even to getting through this, the Scripture, Genesis to Revelation, in one year. It's, it's fairly challenging. Again, for people in, in my zip code, in our zip code, it's fairly challenging. But there's nothing like beholding God like beholding Him through the Scriptures. And there's something different about reading the word devotionally, where you're trying to get a nugget of encouragement and exhortation, than to get the whole story, Genesis to Revelation, I get the whole picture. This is how it begins, 
This is how it ends. Creation to consummation. This is the, this is the whole story. And there's something that will strengthen you when you do that. Yeah. So I want to encourage you into that. I think so all of God in the place of prayer and in the place of reading God's word. Let me just pray into that just real quick and then the last thing. So Lord, you're calling us into standing in awe of you. And we want to be wise. But you are calling, I feel like you're calling this church and these friends together to stand in awe of you. To stand in awe of you. Not just to do, do, do. Because we are all doers. We all do. We're doing. We have to. We've, we've adapted and learned to do. Because if we don't do, you know, significant consequences will come. But Lord, would you renew? Would you breathe? on that area of the heart that gazes, that stands in awe of you, God. And I just ask that for Hope Church. I ask it for Hope Church in Jesus' name. Amen. Is the last word I have uh, for, uh, the, and, and there's someone that was praying this, is um, the last word is honor. The last word is honor. And um, I have to be honest, that's a hard one for me too because, I, I mean, my parents sometimes are the hardest ones to honor. You know, I get short with them. You know, I mean, you know, it's comical. You know, we try to do like, it's, you may not relate, but for me, you know, my parents are a little older and, you know, sometimes trying to do FaceTime or... I have, we have this thing called Kakao Talk, I'm sure some of my us do. You try to do the video call, and it's like, you know, forgive me, I'm going to speak Korean. I said, Oma, just push the green button. Don't press anything else. And she's like, what are you talking about? And, you know, it's just, I'm, you know, again, you can hear my angst and frustration. But I feel like the, I feel the Lord is telling us to honor, to honor, especially our, our, our parents and those that are ahead of us. Genesis 26, 15 through 24, um, there's a story there about Isaac, um, and he was really in a place where he was getting kicked out of the place that he was living in. He had become a fairly successful man, but he was losing where he was supposed to be, and he was in a desperate state because he's a herdsman. He needs water. He goes to look for all these wells and these places that his father Abraham had dug. And he finds that the Philistines, through Abimelech's people, had they put rocks in all these wells. And so what does he do? Isaac redigs these wells. He redigs all of these wells. And, and re-honors his father because the Philistines had done that to dishonor Abraham and to dishonor Isaac, you know, and, and their whole tribe. And so he redigs his father's walls, and once he does that, he comes to a place called Beersheba, and the Lord encounters him in a dream. And 
affirms his covenant with him, and then right afterwards is when Isaac finds fresh source of water. This idea of redigging our father's wells or the ancient wells, I believe is something for you and you and I today. Because without, if we neglect the place of honoring our forefathers, I believe God will keep us in the place that we are at until we redig the ancient wells. We redig our parents. You know, it's honoring them. You know, because that's that's what Isaac did. The Philistines would put rocks in. They, they'd stuffed up these wells. And so what Isaac did was he dug, dug it all out. Because those walls had probably just gone dry, you know, basically. Right? The, the scripture doesn't tell us that there was water in those wells. But he did it to honor his father who had gone before him. And I just, you know, that's a hard thing. Even, you know, even now in this, you know, in our millennials, you know, there is, a, you know, and even in America, I think, there is a lot of, you know... You know, I'm going to make my own way, and I don't need to listen to anybody, let alone my parents or anyone like that, and I'm just going to do it my way, you know. But you know, the Lord's way is different. He says, honor your father. That's, the, that's one of the few promises in the scripture that has a tangible benefit. It says, honor your father and mother, and you will have long years. You'll live a long life if you honor your father and mother. I do think for people like us, it is literally our, our parents that we need to do that for. And if you are already there, again, <laughs> give me an impartation. I need help. I need help honoring my parents. Again, from the heart. You know, because, you know, I, I go and visit them almost every week and etc. But, you know, my, my wife is, is like the, the voice of the Holy Spirit. She's like, you're always angry. You're always, like, frustrated when you come here. Like... What good does it do if, if we're here and you're like this? You know, and I'm like, well, I'm not that angry. And, you know, <laughs> you know, I try to defend myself, but I know she's right. She's right. And that's something that I, I feel like the Lord is speaking. Spiritually, you know, and this is where I'll close, you know, for Novaha, you know, I had felt that um, we had come and hit like a roadblock. I'd done about five or six years of doing this thing kind of on my own and trying to do this to the best of my ability. And um, I, it was a roadblock. You know, I, I, I thought this thing was just going to go gangbusters, but it didn't. And, you know, I'm just kind of stuck, you know. And um, the Lord, through um, just many different kind of divine uh, occurrences, you know, like, I, I can count on my hand the dreams that I have in a year. Some of you are dreamers. Some of you dream. That's how the Lord gives you, like, a lot of very, you know, even day-to-day -day revelation. I can count on my hand, on one hand, the dreams that I get in a year. But the Lord had spoken through several prophetic dreams about this. And so the Lord brought Holward Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer together to be joined together as, a, as one church. And Howard Fellowship is a church that has been, um, they got started in the Jesus movement in the late 60s, early 70s. Uh, this is when 
you know, the revival that we're praying for, that was happening in the Jesus movement. Like, people coming to the Lord in droves, you know, the presence of God being so strong in a place that people would drive in and go, I can't, I can't stay here. And they would drive out because they were just like, I can't stand the presence of God, you know, like in that way. Uh, because of holiness, you know, the holiness of the Lord. Um, and this historic church and us coming together, to me, represented this Genesis 26 redigging ancient wells of what the Lord had done in this previous generation and for us uh, to be coming in um, to walk with them and really to eventually to to uh, take the baton from them. Um, this is, uh, in us doing that, I think it has set us on our next and future path. You know, like Novahab, you know, it, again, I'm not impressed by some of the stuff I'm gonna say to you, but it, it's a testament of what the Lord has done for us. You know, Novahop, we um, were paying a lot of money to be in the fourth floor of an office building where we couldn't even run our prayer sets during the day very loud because it's a business, you know? And so people downstairs are like, you guys are too loud. Like, what's that thumping? You know, like, I, I can't work, you know, like, please stop. And so, like, we couldn't really do that, you know? And we were paying a lot of money, a lot of money for that because it's commercial space, you know? Get lots of parking, and you know, commercial uh, square footage is different than other square footage. Um, but now, you know, now that we've joined together, now that we have, in 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 in, in my prophetic understanding, as we have redug these walls with this with this uh, congregation, you know, we are uh, we are in Oakton, Virginia. We are sitting on 18 acres of prime real estate in the heart of Northern Virginia. Uh, we have uh, a sanctuary uh, that uh, seats, you know, almost four or five hundred. There's a school there that uh, we, get, we get income from the school. Uh, we have another uh, chapel that's our prayer room. We have a pond where our kids can fish. You know, just all this stuff, and you know, we just we just came from this. I love our beginnings. You know, it was humble beginnings. I love it. But now to look at where we're at, it's just, it's staggering to be like, and, and we still have a lot of work to do. There's still a lot that we need to flesh out and to do and to accomplish. But I believe that that's a, just a small picture of, um, of what, of how the Lord honors honor. Does that sound weird? Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know that there's always a material. I'm not saying this is what we've come into as material gain, but there isn't always that immediate, tangible benefit. But I know in the spirit, when you honor, you are setting forth lifestyle and DNA, even for the next generation, that will continue to cascade and bear fruit and bear life. Honor births life. There's life that is birthed when there is the honoring of one another. Okay? 
You know, 1 Peter 4.8 says this. It says, above all, love one another deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. When we think about our, the generation that has gone ahead of us, I mean, I think about my parents. I think about my dad. Um, he was not a man that um, handled things very well at times. And our, our house was a house of violence at many times. And, um, and so I'm challenged, too, as I, as I speak this word of honor. This honoring must include love that covers a multitude of sins. As we honor, we have to cover even the sins of the previous generation. There is something good about what's happening in our culture right now, the whole Me Too thing, where we're calling things out. There is something righteous about that. However, there is a covering of sins that I believe is very much at the heart of honor that the Lord has for you and I to go into the next level. Isaac could not find that water. He was a herdsman. If he does not have water, his flocks cannot drink. His time as a herdsman is over. As he honored Abraham, his father, the Lord reaffirms his commitment, the covenant that he made with his father that cascades down to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Isaac was then launched into his next place. I would submit to you that honor is also a word that the Lord is speaking as, as you engage the Lord for the next level, for the next season. I love that you are doing this prayerfully. And it's, I love PPP, passionate pursuit of his presence, because that's where, that's where you get it. I mean, many are strategies of leaders sitting in a room and whiteboarding and all that. Doesn't hold a camera. I mean, you still need to do that. I get it. But it's in the presence of the Lord. The spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus is, is found among a people. And I hear the Lord saying he wants to take you and I into the next level. And uh, so I just want to encourage you into these three words. Fast, awe, and honor. Fast, awe, and honor. I just want to close out this time and then I hand it back over to Pastor Q. And just just respond together. If you don't mind, just you've been sitting for all this. Just stand up. <clears throat> so Lord, we just want to thank you. Just want to thank you. I want to, th- I want to thank you for what you're doing here at Hope Church. At the beginning of this year, beginnings are so important. And so, Lord, I just pray, even now, that, that the, the steps and the, the progress and, and uh, what will happen 
in this year would be sealed right now in these moments, God, in Jesus' name, for this church. The culmination of, 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 of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and tonight, God, even going into tomorrow's worship. And Lord, I ask you that you would seal that up. Lord, we know you will continue to speak. You will speak from behind us, and you will say, this is the way. Go, go this way. This is the way. And Lord, you will continue to guide us. But Lord, would you set and would you seal here amongst this beloved people, God, in this time. And I just ask you, Holy Spirit, even now, mark us. Mark us. Mark us. Mark our hearts with your purposes, with your promises, with your destiny. Lord God, for this year, Lord, we ask you to do that. Mark us. Mark your people.